Amen, amen. We're going to turn in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 8. Thank you to all the workers in the house. Blessing, you guys run the church. It's a blessing to have you here ministering for God. Amen. Thank you to all that help out in this church. Amen. Matthew chapter 8. We're going to be reading a few verses of scripture there. You know, I always love uh, this, this illustration I, I found a, a while ago, a couple of years ago. It's of a young man who got invited to a series of revival meetings. And in these revival meetings, an evangelist would come um, and, and preach over a number of nights. And people would get saved, give their life to Jesus Christ. And this young man was invited to one of these meetings. Um, and he came, he wasn't really um, a church goer, but he came, he was invited, he came to the service, the evangelist preached, and at the altar call, uh, they, they asked for anyone who wanted to receive Christ, and this man responded. He responded, he received Christ, he was powerfully saved, like I said, he wasn't a church goer, he was powerfully saved, converted. Now this man, he, had a, he didn't really have a way with words, he would just speak it, and just say it how, how it is. Uh, uh, but because he got saved, he couldn't wait to go and tell people. And his profession, he was a barber. Uh, that's what he did. He cut people's hair and, you know, he's in conversation quite a lot. But he has a way with people's with, with words. And he sat somebody in his chair on the Monday. He got saved on a Sunday. Someone came to his chair on Monday. He said, this is my opportunity to tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So he's waiting for his time. He gives him a trim and... Uh, he starts to put the, uh, the, the soap on the face because he's going to cut the face or shave the face with one of those uh, uh, blades that they do, the flip out blades and so on. So as he puts the foam on the face, he couldn't wait no longer. And as he's got the blade in his hand, uh, the blade is near his throat. So he said, this is the time. So he said to the man, are you ready to meet Jesus? <laughs> the guy jumped out the seat and ran out the shop because he thought he was just going to slit his throat right then and just kill him right there. See, he has a way with words. You see, words uh, I want to produce to you today uh, are powerful. Can you say amen in this place? Uh, I want to preach in a, a sermon of entitled, Just Say the Word. Because what starts up relationships, uh, but also can break it down or tear it apart? Words. What can create an alliance between groups and governments and countries, uh, but can also cause division and create enemies? Words. What can build up love and keep peace, uh, but also spawn anger and hatred? Uh, it is words. And we're going to read an account today of a man who understood the power of words. Uh, and not only that, he understood the power of the one who spoke the words. We're going to read from Matthew chapter 8. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation version this morning. Verse number 5. So follow along with me on the screen or on your Bibles. It says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed paralyzed and in te terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. The officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. Read this part with me. It says, just say the word. From where you are, my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under authority. Or come and they, I say, come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, and they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. 
Verse number 13 of the same chapter, it says, Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home, because you believed it has happened, and the young servant was healed that same hour. I want to consider first with you at the power of words. You see, there is a notion sometimes that the words that we speak don't have any power. Um, there's a, a nursery rhyme or a kind of rhyme that people used to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Now, I understand the reason why people would say that type of thing. Maybe somebody's getting bullied at school or bullied at work and you can try and uh, suppress their kind of feelings by saying it's only words, it doesn't hurt you. But I believe that you are falling into an error if you reduce the impact that words can have. I believe you, you, you come into a, a, an error because the reason if you reduce the impact that words have, you think they don't have any power, you think they can't cause damage, then you will find yourself using words flippantly. You just say things, throw things out there. Whatever comes to your mouth, you would just say, since they don't hurt anybody, you think, ah, oh, I would just say it out there. Have you ever heard somebody say something, say, come on, what's wrong with you? Can't you take a joke? Look at Proverbs 29, verse number 18. The Bible says, Just as damaging is a madman shouting uh, uh, or shooting, sorry, a deadly weapon, uh, is someone who lies to a friend and then says, uh, I was only joking. Come on, we fall into a trap if we think that words don't have no power. We fall into a, a, an error if we say, uh, I can just say whatever I say and it's just words. It's just uh, uh, air coming out of my mouth. Uh, no, sometimes words can carry a weight behind it. They carry power. They can change a complete situation. Uh, I remember a time in school. Listen, I used to ride the bus uh, 45 minutes to school in, in London. It was a long journey, so we had to kind of entertain ourselves. And what we used to do to entertain ourselves was mock each other. I don't know why we did that, but that's what we did. We used to talk about people's hair, talk about people's clothes, talk about their shoes, and talk about why is your lips so dry, all that kind of stuff. Just horrible stuff now I think about it right now. I've grown. I don't do that stuff no more. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But as we did that, it was just all fun and games. But the moment somebody mentions your mother, hey, the fun and games stopped. Can you say amen in this place? Remember somebody mentioned your mother, there was, there was fights going on in the back of the bus. I remember times the bus driver used to throw us off the bus because we'd be fighting because somebody mentioned the M word. <laughs> but it was just a word. And they just said a word, that's all they did. But that shows you the power that words have. And we need to understand the power that words have. We need to understand that it's what we communicate with. We need to know that the words that we use, they are something that transfers or moves the thoughts that we have in our heart. When we verbalize something, we are giving thoughts a vehicle to travel. And I say vehicle because a vehicle is what takes something or someone from A to B. Well, words takes our thoughts and our ideas and our emotions from A to B also. So words are a vehicle that transfer thoughts or transfer emotions. And that's why people are so fascinated when young children, maybe it's your, ch your child, your niece, your nephew, they say their first word because they're stepping now into a realm of communication that they didn't have before. Now they can start to communicate. Now instead of just sitting there crying, we're trying to figure out what do you want, now they can say, I'm hungry, or I need to go to the toilet, or, or I'm cold. They can communicate that. We can understand them. We can get to a level of understanding. 
When the children say their first word, we get so happy. I remember all of my children said, Dada, first. Amen. My wife tried to tell me it's because it's easy for them to say. They can say. And I'm saying, no, 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 because they recognize. Come on now. I was there, the first person they saw, and all four of my children, it was me. It was a blessing. Uh, we, we waited to find out the sex of all our children until the moment they came out. So it was me that catch, looked them in the eye, said, God bless you. It's a boy or it's a girl. It was a fantastic moment. Amen. Amen. Any pregnant ladies in the house? Listen, it's a joy. Amen. To do that kind of stuff. But people don't want to wait no more. People want to find out. Anyway, I'm moving off the subject. Words, amen. We'll save that sermon for another time. Words are powerful. And we are, they're more than just empty vessels. They carry things. They carry things word. And I want to see what Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse number 63. The Bible says, the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. It's not just empty things. He says there is spirit and life. In other words, the words that we have or the words that he spoke are living. Here it is further unpacked in Hebrews 4 and verse number 12. The Bible says the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. In the beginning, God decided to create the whole universe. Now we understand he is not limited by anything. He can do anything in any way he wants to. He decided to create the world how? By speaking words. God said. All the way through the beginning count, you see God said. God said. That shows you the power. He could have said, he, the Bible could have described it saying, no, God took this material and put this together and joined it together. No, he spoke. He used words. Words are powerful. And if we go back to our text now, we go back to our, our account The Roman officer understood the power of words. Verse number six in our text, it says, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed in terrible pain. Verse number seven, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come in my home. And he said, just say the word. Just say the word. This officer understood something. He understood that words can change an entire situation. He understood that if you say something, listen, everything can change based on what you say. Listen, someone could come in here to this building right now and shout something and the whole situation could just change. Right now, you guys are all calm, listening, and chilled out. But someone in here comes yelling, starts shouting, says some specific words. Listen, people be running for the exits. All he did was say words. Right? Because words can change situations. It can change emotions. Certain phrases, certain sentences can bring a complete change. Listen, in a time of darkness and abandonment, the phrase, I love you, can change everything. When there's wrongdoing or there's offense caused, I forgive you, changes everything. How about I'm here for you? I care for you. Fear not. I have a plan for you. Listen, these are all words, but they change situations. I find it so funny that in a marriage arena, we find it hard to say specific words. Come on, come on, you know what I'm talking about. Come on. Something has wronged you. Or you have wronged and there's a situation. It's like, I'm not saying sorry. I'm not saying. Just that one word, two syllables, sorry. It's like we can't produce it out of our mouth. We can't just. 
But if we were to humble ourselves and just say the word, change the whole entire situation. Words are not just empty things. They carry weight. They carry emotions. How about on the other end of the spectrum? How about somebody says, don't come back? Come on, how many says, I hate you? I wish you were never born. These are all words, but they have some powerful weight behind it. You speak those words, they're likely to have lasting impact for years to come. Dare I say, people under the sound of my voice right now are still navigating the impact of words spoken to you years ago. Words have the ability to change how people think, how people address themselves. What I'm saying to you is that the words that we speak, the words that come out of our mouth have a huge impact. They can build up or they can tear down. Words can be a dagger or they can be used as medicine. What have you said using your words lately? What have you said to your people lately? What have you said to your wife, your husband, your children, your friends? What have you said lately? What have you said to others? What have people said to you The words that we release out of our mouth carries weight. That's why Jesus taught us to say, taught us to pray in Matthew chapter 6. He says, when you pray, say. You know, sometimes we pray this and I understand the silent prayers. I understand that you're praying in your heart, you're praying in your mind. I understand that. But sometimes some situations cause you to rise up out of your bed and say some things. Can you say amen in this place? Some situations need to be broken by the power of the words that you speak. When Jesus said, when you pray, he said, say this and say that. Sometimes we need to say some things. We need to communicate our thoughts and connect them. We need to have some dominion with the words that we speak. The way we bind things on earth and loose things on earth and bind things in heaven and loose things in heaven is with our words. Can you say amen in this place? We do that with the power of the words that we speak, the words that come out of our mouth. We're here to say some serious things that can break some serious chains. We need to understand the impacts of that. And I said all that to make the case to say that words are powerful. How much more the words of the Son of God? Which brings me to my next point. Listen, words have authority. In verse number eight of our text says here, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come in my house. This is the Roman officer saying. It says, just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. It says, I know this because I am under authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this and they do it. I find that part of scripture so fascinating because the Roman centurion or the Roman soldier, he understands authority. He understands hierarchy. Listen, the Roman Empire spanned for over a thousand years. It was one of the most powerful empires out there. They understand authority. They have structure. They have people set over 50 people, set over 100 people, set over groups of people. They understand authority. He is no stranger to when it comes to who is on top. He is familiar with the chain of command, having lived his whole adult life. He knows that Jesus is 
is the highest in rank and highest in authority. Come on now. He may have sermons himself. He may have people that he can tell. But he understands the person he's speaking to right now. He understands the authority that Jesus Christ has right now. And many times we see Jesus spoke. The Bible records that that crowds were amazed because he taught with such authority. Jesus has authority over sickness and disease. He's able to cast out demons. He's over, he has authority over death itself. We understand that the Son of God is the highest in rank. There is no name higher than Jesus Christ. The Bible says he was given the name above all names. So when he speaks, when he says a word... Listen, it has authority. We need to understand that when he speaks, listen, no one can take that back. No one can refute that. We need to understand the significance of of authority that Jesus has. You know, I found it interesting. Uh, uh, There's a man by the name of Sir Robert Peel. He established the Metropolitan Police in 1829. Um, And back in those days, they were called peelers uh, or bobbies. Um, and one of the funny things they used to do is when they used to chase people to try and arrest them, they used to say, stop in the name of the law. Because they're telling you the authority that they have. Stop in the name of the law. So they would shout, they're trying to address people. And when people understand, oh, they're stopping in the name of the law. Okay, I've got to stop now because I understand the power that the law has. Um, well, you and I as believers of Jesus Christ, um, you and I um, as followers of Jesus Christ, um, we can invoke his name and take that same authority. Um, and we can say in situations, uh, stop um, in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, we can say to sickness, no more in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, we can say um, to situations in life, I'm speaking under the authority of Jesus Christ. We can go around in our situations and say, listen, I'm speaking by the one who has the authority over Satan, the authority over death. And we can say, stop in the name of Jesus Christ. Look at John chapter 14 and verse number 12. The Bible says, I tell you the truth. Anyone... Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so the Son can bring glory to the Father. We need to understand the authority the Word of God has because Jesus said, if you have this, if you understand this, that you can have this authority also. So you need to know that uh, we need to tell us uh, or we need to say that we can go around in certain situations uh, and say, no, I'm not going to stick with this no more. I'm not going to be uh, trapped by this no more. I'm not going to be stuck with depression anymore because I have an authority. I'm going to speak uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Who agrees with me in this place this morning? At the word of Jesus Christ, uh, there is deliverance. At the word of Jesus Christ, uh, there is freedom. We don't have to suffer bondage anymore at the word of Jesus Christ. Listen, we can move mountains, the Bible says. At the word of Jesus Christ, we can speak and things change. You know, sometimes we need to take out our aggression, not on the people that are around us, but we need to take out the aggression on the enemy that seeks to kill, to steal, and to destroy. We need to say some things. In prayer, we need to say some things in dominion. You know, I often go on a walk. I go on a prayer walk near my house. 
And as I pray, I, I say, uh, even as I'm walking around, and I often see people who are walking their dogs. Uh, um, some people have just got used to me because when I pray, I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm walking and I'm speaking. Some people cross the road because, oh, there's that, there's that crazy guy again. He's walking and speaking. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, because I'm praying. I know as I walk, uh, I know there's things I've got to deal with uh, that I need to overcome. Can you say amen in this place? Uh, I know there's things I'm going home to. I need to break. Uh, there's things I'm going to face this week uh, that I need to have authority over. So listen, um, I may look crazy as I'm walking around my house in Kingswood. Uh, I may look nuts but I'm taking dominion and I'm taking authority call me what you want as I speak those words I believe those words are carrying weight and they have authority to change they have authority to bring deliverance so won't you join me and look crazy as you go back home this morning and say I'm going to speak with authority let's give him praise in this place right now Thank you, Jesus. You know, I've told this uh, illustration, I've told this story before, but I'll say it again. Um, I remember when we uh, first accepted uh, uh, or took on this post to come to Hull Wheels, we left our conference and we came back home to Derby um, and me and my wife um, were getting ready to pick up our children um, and she, all of a sudden, we came to the house and um, I was going to just drop her there, I was staying in the car and we're going to pick up our children. But something said to me, go in the house also. So I left my car and went in the house also. And as I went, I was just there, just doing some things, sorting out some mail. And all of a sudden, my wife just froze, as in she couldn't move. And she also could not speak. And I was thinking, love, what's going on here? She couldn't respond to me. Tears started to roll down her eyes. She was freezing, couldn't speak. How many know that's not normal? That's not normal. After we have just said, yes, here am I, we're going to step into the ministry. We've come saying, yes, we're going to take on and become pastors in a church in Hull. We're going to do this. We're going to be servants of the living God. The enemy shows up and does something weird. I had a choice to make. I could run out back to the car screaming and say, pastor, I'm not going no more. This is crazy. Or I can use my words and say, absolutely not. That's exactly what I did. I said, absolutely not. I begin to pray with an authority and a dominion. I said, absolutely not. Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We began to pray. I took a hold of her hands. Then she started to move her feet. And as I began to continue to pray, then she started to respond and say the same thing I was saying. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. To the point where less than two minutes, she was completely normal, completely restored. Why? Because the power of Jesus Christ. Come on now. There's some things that are going on in your life that's not normal. Do not accept it. There's things going on in your finances that are not normal. Do not accept it. There's things going on with your family, your children, your loved ones, your workplace that's not normal. Say, listen, I've had enough. And come on now, come on. I was saying, I've had enough. We've got to stand up and say some words to this situation. We've got to use the authority that Jesus Christ has given us. I thank God that we're not like the animal kingdom that can't use words. No, we are made in the image of God and we can use the words and those words can carry weight. Those words can bring dominion. Listen, if you need healing, listen, speak to that pain and say, leave my body in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, you need things to open up for you. You want job opportunities to open up for you. Listen, say, I rebuke you, devour, in the name of Jesus Christ. These are words that you can use, you can employ as weapons as we go on and fight for Jesus Christ. Can you say amen in this place? 
I want to look finally with you. The word is preceded by faith. The word is preceded by faith. Verse number 13 in our text says, Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home because you believed it has happened. Jesus told the Roman officer to go back home. Now we need to read between the lines here. The Roman officer confidently walked up to Jesus and said, I'm not worthy. Just speak your word and my servant will be healed. Jesus said, go back home. He confidently again walked back home knowing his servant had been delivered. See, because when Jesus spoke the words, there wasn't any massive fireworks. There wasn't any massive boom or nothing like that. Or so people shake. There wasn't anything. He just spoke the words. The Roman officer said, thank you. And walked back home knowing that what he said has been done. Come on, sometimes um, we're looking for things. We're looking for things to move. We're looking for these massive signs. And sometimes we just need to take the word of God and believe that. Sometimes you can open up your Bible, you take the word of God, see what it says and believe that. And we should not be ashamed. We should not be shocked. We need to have the faith to say what God has said he will do. Can you say amen in this place? What has God said to you already? What has God spoken to you? What you need to do is take that word and believe it. Take that word and go back home knowing that you have been delivered. Knowing that doors will be opened. I find it fascinating that when Jesus walked past the fig tree and he was hungry he wanted to pick some figs and there was nothing there and he spoke words against that fig tree there was an account that says nothing really happened right then he just spoke the words the next day the disciples came to the fig tree and saw it withered away and they were surprised and said Lord this thing is withered away already and he's like what did you expect I spoke the word and when I speak the word things happen come on now We need to understand the word of God in our hands where we read. We need to take the word of God and believe that it would happen. Jesus said, if you have faith, you can say to this mountain, be removed. He said, ask and you shall receive. He says, you can have dominion over every single enemy. We can just speak the word and have enough faith to go to sleep and know that we're going to be delivered. Can you say amen in this place? Speak the word and have enough faith to know that this is going to turn out right. Speak the word and know that at some point we are going to be delivered. At some point we are going to be healed. At some point what we're praying for is going to come to fruition. We just need to have enough faith like the Roman soldier when Jesus spoke. Make your way back home and have the victory. Shout victory is mine. Sing a song of praise and we can say Jesus Christ is Lord. Can you say amen in this place? Come on now. There's things I've spoken by faith eh, that I haven't seen yet, but I know I will see. Come on. There's things that you have spoken in faith. eh, Don't lose hope. If you've spoken eh, with the authority of Jesus Christ, eh, know that what you've spoken will come to pass. Know that you can speak. You may not see it right away, but know you have spoken a word of authority. 
Don't let the devil take the hope out of your mind. Don't let the devil take the thoughts or the plans. Don't let the devil take the word and lose its power. Know that the power that you've spoken with the word oh, is going to come to pass. Some of us need to have that again. Some of us need to grab that hope again and go back home and speak some words over authorities or things that you've given up on. People need to speak some words of power and dominion. People need to speak some words to break words that been spoken over themselves listen we have the power and the authority we need to just say the word and believe that God is able to do what he says who believes that in this place this morning come on let's give him a shout of praise right now in this place thank you Jesus let's bow our heads let's close our eyes in this place just say the word